Radio MD. RadioMD.com. A daily dose of Melanie means a daily dose of health. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reports in 2013, 4.9% of household spending was allocated on entertainment. But what is entertainment? And what is entertainment for one person might not be the same kind of entertainment for another. And when you've done something good or you feel like you've done something good, lose weight or exercise, how do you reward yourself? Do you reward yourself with some kind of entertainment, have some fun, or do you reward yourself with food or buy yourself a new pair of shoes? My guest today is Dr. Emma Seppala. She's a Stanford University psychologist, happiness expert, and author of The Happiness Track. Welcome to the show, Dr. Seppala. So you say that we're in a fun deficit. What, what is a fun deficit? It's really interesting because um, according to Chase Freedom Unlimited a survey, most Americans believe that they shouldn't be having as much fun as they would like to. And yet the reason that I wrote The Happiness Track is that If you look at the data, we have this misconception that in order to be successful and to get things done, we should sacrifice our happiness or postpone it. But again, if you look at the data, if we are having more fun, if we're happier, we're actually more successful, more productive, more charismatic, more creative, the list goes on. So what do you mean by fun? Because for one person, fun might be sitting there and having a glass of wine on the deck and just sitting there and kind of taking a deep breath. And for somebody else, fun might be playing a video game. It's true that fun and happiness can be very subjective, but if you look across the data, our greatest moments of fulfillment come from uh, spending time with close others, family, friends. Again, we see that also in the Chase Freedom Unlimited survey, but also uh, when we contribute to other people's lives. So it could be something as simple as, uh, you know, a a treat that you put on your colleague's desk, but it could also be um, contributing to community service in some way. So when we have those elements of empathy, compassion in our life, we actually feel not just fun, not just happiness, but like even deeper than that fulfillment. So how do you advise people to begin? Because the the fact is that we're all so busy, and especially we women, we're the caregivers of society, we're taking care of our children, our elderly parents, we're working one or two jobs sometimes. I mean, we are so busy that fun seems like it's the bottom of the priority list. That's absolutely correct. And one of the ideas that I pursue in the happiness track, again, this is all according to data, is that if we actually do take that time to take care of ourselves, we're actually going to be better parents and we're going to be better workers. And the question is always, well, I don't have time between my kids and my work. When am I supposed to do something for myself? Even taking those couple of minutes when the kids are in bed before you sleep, what are you doing? Are you doing something that is profoundly nourishing you or are you just browsing the web or sitting in front of the television? Make sure that you take those few moments you have for yourself to do things that really uplift you. Well, we do a show here, Doctor, and for the American College of Sports Medicine, and they recommend play as a great way to get your exercise in, yeah. and whether it's playing a sport, being a weekend warrior, or going out with your kids and playing frisbee, softball, and it really it ends up to be more fun than you think it's going to be when you get out and play. Absolutely correct. I'm so glad you brought up that point because even in terms of our professional life across the board, CEOs, across organizations, and even across countries value creativity above all other traits and incoming employees. And again, you need creativity at home too to get your kids to sleep and to eat and all sorts of things. And yet creativity is only accessed when our mind is in a place of idleness or rest. 
And so I really encourage play, not just to exercise, get outside, and all those other wonderful things, but it actually allows you to access the part of your brain that's most likely to come up with breakthrough, innovative ideas and solutions. Well, sure, and and they they say what is a, something is the um, for need. Oh, I don't know, I forgot it now. But you know, when we come up with those ideas, so many of the things now seem to be on an app, an app for this and an app for that, and so mm-hmm. we tend to be looking at fun as our mobile devices or going to them to see what we should be doing or what our friends are doing. And so, do you think this is helping or hurting that? It's a great question. And again, I devote a whole chapter in the happiness track to creativity because we're currently able to spend our entire day focusing on something on our mobile devices, whether we're waiting in line somewhere. You know, in the past, we would have just been spacing out, daydreaming, and all those other kinds of activities that actually lead to creativity. And now we're just focusing on our devices. And, um, and we're accessing that childlike ability to have those innovative kind of breakthrough ideas that we used to have. That's why um, the importance of play cannot be um, over overemphasized. Well, it certainly can't be. So how do you suggest people just begin? Let's just start with somebody who's really a serious person. They're very involved in work and they have to concentrate on work. I have to concentrate on this all the time. Give them one thing that you Mm -hmm. want them to do to begin. Even if you just take two minutes break. You know, we all take breaks to go to the water cooler, go to the bathroom, take a couple minutes break to close your eyes, take deep breaths, which again, research that I've conducted has shown is tremendously helpful for reducing stress and increasing well-being. Within minutes, you're decreasing your heart rate and blood pressure. So taking a couple minutes to take some deep breaths and thinking about what you're grateful for in your life. Those are sound very simplistic, but they're backed by a lot of research. And those are two of the small tools that I give in the happiness track. But we can improve our well-being one small step at a time and really make a difference, not in only in how we feel, but how we perform. Well, and I think we also don't take enough time to sit and notice things. I mean, we're raising our children, and we mm-hmm. just want to get through the day and put them to bed and, and right. get that done. But instead, we're not noticing. We're not watching them eat. We're not watching them do their homework and enjoying the fact that they're these kids that we brought into the world. And so I think really enjoying what's around you and and. and playing with your dog or doing something like that, people don't realize it. And before yeah. you blink, 10 years has gone by. I'm so glad you brought up that point because I think we all have those poignant moments in our life when we realize that and we wonder where the time has gone. It is so critical for us to be more present. And again, if you look at the research, and I described this in the happiness track too, is that if we're more present, in our lives, we are happier. So our mind wanders 50% of the time, and that's not even counting the time when we're on our cell phones and so forth. If we are more present, we're happier than if our mind wanders. That's based on um, on some studies that have shown that. And, you know, we need to remember that this the only time we really have is right now. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot to turn our day from bad to great if we can be just present and grateful for what we have and the people around us. 
I think gratitude, we're learning more and more about what that can do for mm-hmm. not only your physical health, but your emotional, spiritual health, is to be really grateful for what you have and look around and see some of the things going on in the world today and just going, God, I, you know, I'm so lucky that this is not happening yeah. to me and my family. So wrap it up for us a little bit and give us your best advice on incorporating fun and happiness and tell people where they can find your book. Yeah, sure. Well, according to the Chase Freedom Unlimited card survey, you know, without fun, more than half of Americans say they become more irritable, feel lethargic, feel worse mentally, worry too much. You can just think about how that then impacts their family life, their professional life, etc. And the re- the reason I wrote the happiness track is to give people a sense of relief. If you take care of yourself and the people around you, you're more present. And if you're less stressed, and, and I give some empirically backed ways to be to achieve this in a very practical way, then you're going to be able to be not only happier, but more successful, more productive, more focused. You're going to have more energy. The list goes on. So I, I really hope that it, it allows um, the happiness track allows people to, um, to give themselves a break and to realize that their happiness is the most important thing they can do for themselves and for the people around them. That's and right. My book can be found on Amazon and anywhere a book is sold. And that's true, because unless you're happy, and my mother used to say, you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. So if you make your children happy, you make yourself happy, then everyone around you can be happy. This is Melanie Cole. Let's all be happy. Thanks for listening and stay well.